Alright, what's going on? This is Jay, I Hate Average Podcast. How y'all been, man? I haven't talked to y'all since last week. Um, I had Miss Tia Muhammad. We was talking about raising black millionaire children. Um, got some great feedback on that. I hope you guys checked out her book, got her audio book, and got that deal that she offered um, my listeners. I appreciate that, and I appreciate all the feedback. Listen, I need you guys to rate and subscribe and review on uh, iTunes, the podcast app. Um, you check it out on iTunes. All you gotta do is just, you know, click the stars if you like it. Even if you don't like it, you know, write a review. Let me know. Give me some feedback. Or you can email me with feedback. Um, people have been doing that. You can email me show at averagej.com. Once again, it's show at averagej.com. Just, you know, let me know what you're thinking. Let me know uh, how you feel about the podcast, uh, who I should have next on the show, what I should be looking out for. Um, this episode is actually a little, it's way, way, way left field. Um, and with this, in New York, this was, uh, this past week was Pride Week, or I think it's Pride, the whole month is Pride Month, something like that. So um, I just basically I got someone who identifies as being in the LGBTQ community. I got someone who identifies to be in that community. So um, I got D Money from the What to Do podcast, and you know he, he we we talked about some of the recent events that's been going on in the news regarding that community. Um, when he realized that. When he had identified as being a gay man, um, as well as some other things, um, it wasn't all just serious <laughs> talk like that. Um, we also talked about like monetizing podcasts, and you know, he gave me some advice about that and how he started in podcasting, and him and his co-hosts with the What to Do podcast, and you know, it was just general conversation. But I just felt with this being, you know, the month. Uh, where we, you know, discuss the history of the LGBTQ community. I felt it should be done that I, with since it's the last week of the month, that I should get someone who identifies with that and, um, you know, just have a discussion. Uh, I was kind of uncomfortable. You'll, you'll see it. I was trying to phrase my questions carefully. I didn't want to offend him. But he was very easygoing. He wasn't offended with anything he was very open-minded and he gave honest opinions and honest answers and i appreciate that and you guys should check out his podcast if that's what you're interested in um it's called the what to do podcast all of that social media is what to do like all of my social media is i hate average jay and i think i'm gonna change that soon but for now just keep uh hitting me up twitter instagram snapchat all of that I hate average J A Y. You can email me also show at averagej.com. Once again, that's show at averagej.com. And check out this interview with me and uh, D Money from the What to Do podcast. All right, I got D Money from the What to Do podcast. Thanks for your time, D Money. How are you? What do you do? Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, so I was just doing some things on social media, and uh, 
ran across your podcast. It seems very lively and, and bright uh, from um, your Instagram post. I had to check it out. Um, so when did you start podcasting? How did you get started? Well, definitely. Thanks for checking us out. Yeah, our Instagram is very colorful. We're like a pop culture LGBTQ podcast. We have a whole bunch of celebrity interviews and have a good time. So we started off in December, and we recently took a month off to go into other opportunities. Um, So it took up some of our time away from podcasting, but we're back in the game. We're bringing you episodes three times a week. We even have a pop culture pop-off with Aries on Fridays, and that's part of our What It Do weekend. She breaks it down, so it's definitely worth turning into. So um, I used to podcast a few years ago, and that kind of uh, dissipated because people really didn't know about podcasting back then. Um, So I kind of jumped my ship on board to another blog, and that kind of dissipated. So my passion came back into it as a result of me not liking my 9-to-5. I wasn't appreciating it. Yeah, it was kind of uh, crazy wasn't getting anywhere, but it did give me the skills of leadership and a little bit of business sense to turn that okay. into something that I could create for myself, and that was what it do. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. So the LGBTQ, the topic, so what I'm assuming that you yourself identify as one of those, those um, categories. Yes, definitely. Well, I am a gay man, and okay. I I host the show with my co-host Aries, who is a straight woman, and we. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a different dynamic. And in the beginning of the show, we had a couple straight guys on the show. We had another gay co-host. So it's it's my what it do crew has kind of been like a rotating door. Okay. But well, that, may, that it, makes it cool. You have diverse uh, perspectives. Definitely, definitely. Like um, Aries and I, we just had um, a discussion about the pole shootings and everything that happened a few weeks ago. And she is for having guns. I am pro not having it at all. <laughs> like, um, so we we clashed, and that was it. Made for an interesting episode. So it's different perspectives. It's also her getting educated as well on my lifestyle because recently President Obama, he declared Stonewall Inn a national monument. She didn't Uh really have an idea of what it was, so we broke it down and we went over the history really quick. So it's it's kind of a learning experience for both of us. Definitely, definitely it is. Um, It's actually, well, in New York, um, it's kind of convenient that we're having this discussion now because this past weekend was actually the Pride Weekend in New York, and it seems like like a very timely to have this conversation now. But um, so you talk about the shootings, the recent shootings, and the the past history of abuse. Like, was you fearful when you you um understood it that this was your lifestyle, this was your path? Did you have any fear, or do you still have a uh, kind of a fear of that? Um, it's sad to say, but I've always kind of dealt with some kind of fear or always looking over my shoulder just because of being who I am. 
So having to look twice at somebody isn't out of my norm. But the fact that it could have been anybody and that's the fact that it happened in a place where somebody is meant to be safe. My first date with my significant other was at, it was at a nightclub. We went dancing for our first date. I just think of all the people that were on their first date and they couldn't, they couldn't progress further. Like I'm in a happy relationship going on six years. What could have that been for them? So when I think of it in those terms, it, it really hits home and hits hard, but I'm always kind of looking out, looking out, but more recently I'm having to look for an exit when I'm going out to somewhere instead of just enjoying my surroundings. That's true. Wow, that's, uh, I guess it, it's, it's a tough thing. Um, of course, you got to live your truth, but also you got to be also aware of, <laughs> of everything around, how people feel about your truth. Um, actually, of course, you know, the first uh, gay guest that I had on, on this podcast, and I guess you could bring a different perspective because I usually don't have this conversation. So when did you... I don't want to, if I'm being offended, offensive to you, but when did you realize that this was your lifestyle path? It goes all the way back to, I remember having a crush on a kid in my kindergarten class. Wow. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, like I, I remember his name and everything, and as fate had it, I actually was working and was checking IDs to go with the credit cards, and lo and behold, he was right in front of me. I never told him anything. because obviously <laughs> that's awkward, but I was like, oh, so yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. But, yeah, it's totally weird. <laughs> so you, so basically your whole life, since from back then your whole life, you basically knew. Definitely, and I'm fortunate enough to, one, be in California to where people won't really look at you twice as opposed to other parts of the country, but also um, I'm not also the only gay person in my family, so other people have kind of paved the way, and they were the ones that had to go through the whole coming out, and when I came out, they were like, yeah, and? So it was just... (laughs) It was just, it's a, it was a loving family, and I'm very fortunate. But on the other side, there are the people that get thrown out. But through it all, and it being Pride Month and Pride Week, and specifically, I, I feel proud because we've all been through something, whether it be somebody from the lesbian category, the gay category, the trans category, we can, we've all gone through something and that's what we are proud of. And that's what we come together for in June. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to say softly cause I don't want to be offensive. All right. So the dating scene, cause I have no idea how that works. <laughs> like how, besides going, of course, to gay bars, like how would you, when you was younger or in high school, how would you know, you know, who who you can date? Because you can't just approach any guy the wrong way because that's when you'll have an issue. So how did you know who you could date and, and things of that nature? Definitely. Well, I just recently talked about this on one of our podcasts where I was kind of the only out person at my high school. So... I had like the straight guy syndrome where I could look at the straight guys because obviously I was attracted to a male, but I could never act on it because 
that it wasn't in my best interest to act on it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so it wasn't until my second high school in about 17, 18, I started dating, and that's when MySpace really got into swing. So I was okay. able to kind of filter out the guys like a pizza, like I want them this tall. I want them gay. <laughs> I want them within 15 miles of me. Like I want this and this and this. And then yeah. they pull it up and you kind of message them and go from there. So <laughs> it kind of evolved into more online adult um, dating scene for me because I was never one to go out to a bar just to to meet somebody. Uh, so basically you, just, you grew up in, at a convenient time. <laughs> you grew oh, up yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Definitely. So, all right. So, relationship wise, how does that work? Because from from my from my point of view, I assumed or understood that that it's not it's kind of rare for usually uh, I I don't know how to phrase it, but basically, uh, gay relationships are, are in my opinion or my thought process were open relationships. So are you faithful to your to your, your significant other or is he faithful to you or Yes, we're very monogamous. Um a lot of people may have the misconception that just because it's two men they're gonna be kinda of like rabbits and jumping around yeah, and yeah. they there are the groups of very promiscuous gay men and women, just as there also is with a heterosexual man or woman. But um I feel that there are people that want the steady relationship just as much as they want the one-night stand. It's just who you kind of surround yourself with. But just because you want the monogamous ring, white picket fence, doesn't mean you also can't go to the club and have a good time with your partner. Of course. Okay. That's understood. Understood, Yeah, but there's also the people that go out every night, they have fun, they do whatever they want to do, and that works for them. And then sometimes they may wake up one day and just, oh, I'm ready to stop this and switch over to something else. Okay. I understood. I just just always wanted to know because it just seems that way. It seems like, you know, just two guys and just, you know, they go from guy to guy to guy to guy to guy to guy. I don't know. (laughs) It seems really convenient, though, huh? <laughs> but that's that's one of like the biggest things that I see um, in in stray guys is that when they find out that not so much now because I don't surround myself with it, but when they would find out I'm gay, they'd be like, "Oh, I I get away from me. I don't want it." And it's like, you as a straight man, don't you have some sort of standard or you have some sort of attraction to a woman? So you aren't just going for every woman. It's the same thing for me, not just because you're a guy doesn't mean I want to get in your pants. But you know what it is? I think they know themselves, and we kind of, I don't want to uh, guess the great man because I'm a man, but we know we kind of have a predatory thing about us. So we don't want someone <laughs> thinking that way towards us. The way we, you know, we, we uh, go at women, we don't want, I guess a man coming at or thinking that way towards us, that predatory way. Of course, as we know, as a, I'm mature now, I know that, you know, gay men are not always <laughs> thinking about me like that. But I guess when you're, you're uh, immature, you have that thought process. Or you, 
he's coming to get me the way I come and get the way I go after women. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I don't want that. Yeah. So um, we talked about the, how you started the podcast. So where do you see the podcast going um, from now? You said you started back up, took a break. So where do you see it going in the future? Well, like I said, we did take that month off, and it was supposed to be just a week break, but it turned into like another week break and a third week break. And during that third week um, was the shootings, and we had a whole campaign um, that was planned, and it was called Back with a Bang. But wow. because oh, yeah. of we the can't... sensitivity, we, we pulled back on it. Definitely and, and we came back with a different campaign, and we went with that for our season premiere. But we were able to take that extra week and push forward. But during that month, I was actually able to partner up with two different companies. So right now we have a partnership with Modify Watches. And we have okay. a watch line out. And recently, I haven't even said this on our show yet, but we have partnered up with Sweet Hollywood, and now you can order a What It Do candy bar. So, oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. So you can order that at SweetLosAngeles.com, and it's like a quarter pound of chocolate. has a whole bunch of good stuff in it. it has my face on it. Can't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And you said also modify watches. Where, where can you yes. find that at? It's just modifywatches.com, and then you can just search what it do, and it'll pop up three different designs. And it's really cool because you can buy the band, and then the faces are interchangeable. So you can always switch it up. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, um, besides... so I see the show going in a whole bunch of different directions like that, a whole bunch of um, fun things and different opportunities coming up. We're actually starting to do giveaways on the show. Um, okay. So lots of planned. Okay. So I got to check it out so I can, maybe I can get a watch or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so me personally, because I'm, I'm a podcaster, I've been doing it probably, I would say, three months now. So in my personal question, how besides partnering with with, with companies and um like how else would you <laughs> advise on monetizing a podcast or is that the only way just partnering it and having sponsors i think it's going to be different for everybody in that your approach needs to be true to yourself and your brand and that you need to find out what works for you so they do have different affiliate programs and they do have different partnerships where you can get percentages or some people do like an Amazon list. The Amazon list, I it didn't work for me. It was okay. crazy. I wasn't feeling it. But for some people, they rake it in every month on the Amazon list. So it is worth checking out. But for our show, it wasn't, it wasn't where it was. Okay. So find out what works for you. Find out what you would actually support as yourself. Like, we love food. We love candy. We love junk food. So why not a candy bar? Okay. So it's just do things that you actually believe in and get creative with it. It's not always just an advertisement. It's It could be anything. Like on the, on the candy bar, it says, what do podcast.com? There's an advertisement right there. So it's just get creative, find out what works for you, and think outside the box is your main key. Talk to other people, see, see what they might like, see what they would actually be 
as the consumer themselves, see what they would pick up. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, no problem. So, uh, what else? I, want, I don't want to keep asking you a bunch of gay questions. I don't want you to... Oh, no, no worries. <laughs> oh, no, no, right. please. I've been, I've been called worse. <laughs> All right, and this is another another uh, question I always had in my mind. Before you before you actually came out to, you know, your family, your friends, or whoever, were you with a man already before, or you just mentally knew that you were, were gay? Well, growing up, I always had a girlfriend, and not so much like what you would do with a girlfriend, but just one of my friends that I kept closer, and okay. she, she would just be warding off the other people that would just come at me. So growing up, that kind of fell away, and obviously, if I'm walking around with another guy, they obviously know, but at that point <laughs> in my life, I didn't care, but it was until about 13, I had my first serious relationship, and then that's kind of what caused me to come out, because things weren't going so well at his house, and it was upsetting me, and my family was just trying to figure out why, and so came out that way, but oh, it, it so wasn't a big was, deal. with a man already. Oh, oh yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, not <laughs> like it is now. But yeah, it was. I was in a relationship, and oh, okay. it's kind of what rolled the whole thing. Okay, it makes sense. So you never during that time you never tried to, or no one ever tried to force you another way. No, the only thing it would just be like in school. It would just be, "Are you gay?" And it would always be point blank. So it's just, how am I supposed to answer that? And why is it your business to know? So, so people uh, would just come up to you and ask you? Oh, yeah. People I never even knew. And, like, in groups of, like, <laughs> three at least. Like, are you gay? I heard this. And it's like, uh, maybe if the rumor was good, I would own that to it. But a lot of the times it was just that. It was just rumors. They had nothing else to talk about. Of course, of course. I guess it really... Now we have more information. We're exposed to more. I guess, especially me, like growing up, you know, you, you there's certain things you just don't know. <laughs> of course, and thankfully, I guess I grew up in, in an understanding um, environment, so I was never judgmental to anyone. But it's just certain things you just kind of wonder, like, why would they think like this or why would they want this? And you're saying that you knew since you was a kid, so it was like you you never thought no other kind of way. Yeah, I never had to think twice about it. And that's why we started to do more conversations like this on our show, so that way we can answer those questions that people are either scared to ask or they don't have access to ask somebody. So we try to, to cover all of these topics on what it do in order to kind of educate the people. Like I said, we did a whole breakdown of the Stonewall Inn and the history behind it and how it started the whole movement back in 1969. So it's just topics like these that we go over to educate people that, like you that may have the questions. Okay. So, so I would rather story. somebody ask the question than not ask it and then totally paint a different picture in their head and then not be correct. That's true. That's true. And you, you seem like a very, uh, I guess you're very, very sure of yourself, which is great, so you don't mind answering questions because you know 
who you are. <laughs> You're very... Oh, yeah, I've known who I am. So <laughs> I think it would be weird if I've gone this long not being so sure of myself. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. All right. So what do you, I guess you could piggyback off of that on, on not being sure of you. What do you think about there are grown men probably in their 40s and 50s married with kids, but secretly they probably been gay for as long as you've been gay. What, like, do you have an opinion on that, or what do you think their thought process is? Well, like you said earlier, you, you're lucky that you've been growing up in a time where you can start to understand this. And I'm lucky enough to live in a time where I can go to a drag club and film it on my phone and upload it on YouTube to share it with the world. Back when those people that are now 40s and 50s with their families, when they were my age, they weren't allowed to be served alcohol. They would get, they would go to gay bars, put stings on people. A cop would walk up to you, ask you if you want to go do something. You say yes, and he goes, all right, you're arrested. And they wow. would take 15, 20 people out, pack them up in a car, throw them into a holding cell. So wow. these people that are this age, they're in that mentality of, I need to hide this. I need to keep this to myself because if not, I'm going to go to jail or worse. So wow. these people, I don't think, had the, I don't want to say the strength, but they didn't see that there was somebody else out there like them. So they didn't know what to do with themselves. So they just knew what to do because somebody else told them that's what was normal. Okay. So I guess uh, you guys who are out, you, 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 I guess y'all kind of understand their situation. So y'all don't really judge them. Y'all don't really pass judgment on them. I feel that coming out and coming to terms with yourself is something that you need to do and something that, like I said, it may not be everybody's business. Recently, the actor Colton Haynes came out, and one of a different actor was coming down on him for holding it in for so long. Well, it's none of your damn business. Yeah. Why does it matter to you? What does he owe you to find out about something in his personal life? That's so that's my thing. Obviously, me, you talk to me for two seconds, and you know. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it. He's a little fabulous. But other people, they look like the brawny man, and they'll, they will they go home with their boyfriend. So it's uh, just, it's it's how you perceive yourself. It's how you want to present yourself to the world and then what you can come to terms with. That's true. All right, so I guess it's probably my last question. It's kind of a downer, but what was your first reaction when you heard about the events of Orlando? I woke up to it, and I check my I, – I literally wake up, say good morning, roll over, check my phone, start going through Instagram, Twitter, this and that, because I have to keep up on everything because of the podcast. Okay. And found out on Twitter, literally first thing in the morning, just, oh my God, oh my God. First things that start going through my mind are, well, my friend that just got shot, I can't donate blood to because I'm a gay man. So I start thinking of those scenarios. I start thinking of the scenarios that I mentioned before, like who was on their first date that night. Start thinking about the people in in my Instagram feed 
people see the CNN, the ABC News, the, all of the other news outlets, I have the personal Instagram of the drag queens I follow, of my friends that I follow who are just looking for their friend. Have you heard from so-and-so? Well, they said that they are okay. Well, they haven't. So the news stories aren't getting what I'm seeing in front of me. So you're getting kind of a raw raw version. I'm getting it all. It's just overwhelming. It's hit our community. And the person that they were looking for ended up passing away. He was one of the 49 victims. So with it hitting so close to home, it just was a big rush, and I felt terrible because I was watching the president addressing everything, and they said the date, and I go, oh, yeah, it's my mom's birthday. So oh. that's what it tore me up because rolling over, I should have said, oh, good morning. Oh, I need to call my mom today. It's her birthday. But instead, yeah. it was, oh, my God, what just happened? Wow. Uh, it's, it's, it's rough. That's rough. All right, that was going to be my last question, but I want to ask you something real quick of what you just said. Um, You said, being that you are gay, and you said a friend was shot, you can't do any blood in his name, but, like, is there something that's being discussed within the community about maybe you guys can do any blood to each other? or It's an FDA restriction that we are not able to to donate blood, although all blood does go through a screening. But what about so, just if you could just circulate it within your communities? Is that possible or not? <laughs> uh, uh, that's a little bootleg, I think. But um, yeah. we, we did have um, lines that I'm very thankful for that did go out the door around the corner and down the street for people that are able to donate blood. Um, for the people that can't donate blood, there is a GoFundMe page set up to where they can donate to help with all of the costs and the funds. But okay. if you aren't able to donate blood, if you aren't able to go ahead and give out money, just don't be scared and don't be afraid to be who you are is what I think everybody should walk away with. Is Definitely. Don't be scared to go out to the club, but don't be scared to go out to your pride parade. Don't be scared to throw on some body glitter because you're feeling it that day. You need to be you and just go along with your life. And what I do personally is I built up this world and I surround myself with certain people, certain music, certain movies, and kind of disconnect myself off from the facade that is the real world. And that's what I live in. And I feel that it's the safest way to do it. But that day, one of my walls was <laughs> torn down, and I am forced yeah. to come out swinging. Yeah, so right it now, like, it's like, strong. Yeah, because it seems like when something like that happens, it seems like the world you created is being infiltrated by <laughs> this negativity. Is Yeah, you came into my home. You messed with my family. And now I'm going to go all Beyonce on you and push you down <laughs> over on top of a chandelier. Uh, thank you so much D-Money thank you so much for your time thank you for your advice that you give thank you for your perspective on on issues and being so open and uh, can you just tell people uh, how they can reach you how they can um, get out to your your podcast and your products 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I really appreciate you having an open mind and having me on the show and inviting me. Like you said, I was your first gay guest, and I hope I'm not your last, but I do appreciate (laughs) that you do reach out to me. And if you want to go ahead and get more of D-Money and also my co-host, Aries, you can find us. All of our social media is going to be at What It Do Podcast. We have our Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr on that. But if you want to get in on the good stuff, that's whatitdopodcast.com for the blog, the episodes, the store, everything. So you can get our candy bars, our watches, our tank tops, our clutches, all of that at whatitdopodcast.com. All right. And Thank you so much. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can catch our episodes. All right. So tomorrow we got something coming out, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'll be be looking forward to it. Thanks so much. Have a good night. All right. Thank you so much. You too. All right. All right. There you have it. That's my interview with D Money from the What To Do podcast. I thought it was interesting. I was, like I said earlier, I was trying, you know, to phrase my questions the right way. I didn't want to be offensive, but I also wanted to get answers. I was kind of inquisitive because that's something, um, you know, if you're not in that, that, community or you're not in that lifestyle you always have assumptions but you never really get it from I guess to use a a lack of a better term you never get it from the horse's mouth you know you just assume you see things you see images but you never know what they're really thinking you never know how they really feel you don't know how they grew up Um, so you know this, this this young man is saying that he knew since he was in kindergarten that you know he seen the boy that he liked um, and most of the time, we, me personally, you know, you assume that, oh, maybe something happened to them and now they, you know, they, they feel violated. So now they, they're interested in men. But this is someone who saying, no, I just, I knew since I was a kid and that's what, you know, my path was. And I, also, you also have to take into consideration that the times that he grew up and he grew up in the times that I grew up in where things are a little more accepted, um, whether right or wrong, they just—it's all relative, you know. You can't say it's right, you can't say it's wrong because it's relative. People have different beliefs, and you know, I just thought it was interesting his perspective and his viewpoint on things. And I appreciated his time, and he didn't have to do it. You don't have to answer, you know, questions like that. Even though I didn't ask him anything personal, I didn't ask any, you know, um, questions about sex or anything. But just I was trying to get. The thought process, and that's what my, um, you know, the objective of my podcast is, you know, not just to interview people who do things or, or live certain ways. I want to know, like, what they're thinking in those moments or when they're thinking before they make those decisions, because everything is a decision. Just like people say you you can be born uh, homosexual, you can, but I, I don't want to say you can but okay, just the fact that you you make the decision to um, succumb to those feelings is a decision. You know, is you I can like uh, I can like Mexican midgets, but if I never actually go on a date with a Mexican midget, like that's not my my lifestyle. So it's like you, you're still gonna. It's a decision that has to be made, and the decision when he said, you know, I actually started dating a young man. Well, when he was a kid, you know, he made it, he said, this is the path I'm going. This is the way I feel, and this is where I'm going. And I thought it was interesting, that perspective. And um, 
if you guys want to give me feedback on this episode or any other episodes, I told you guys, email me, show at averagej.com. Also, on Snapchat, um, Instagram, Twitter, all of that is I hate average J-A-Y. I think I'm going to change that soon to be something more related to the show. Even though the show is I Hate Average Podcast. But anyway, disregard that. Right now, currently, it's still I Hate Average J-A-Y. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all of that. Thank you guys once again. Another great week. Another great episode. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week.